Assalamu alaikum. Um, this is just a quick uh, video, just to introduce the video that's going to follow. Um, this is based upon um, a conversation I had uh, yesterday with uh, a young uh, girl from the US uh, called Lauren. Um, she's been interested in Islam, she's been reading um, the Quran, and her family are concerned about her and they wanted to go to like uh, her pastor to try to kind of, you know, take her away from this evil if you like so she messaged me wanted to know about um what to speak to him about and to ask some questions about islam now she first contacted me in september and it, only this monday did i get back in touch with her subhanallah so we had a beautiful conversation let us know your thoughts take care now now can you hear me yeah cool now can you moving all right. Uh, just so you know, I am recording this conversation. Yeah, it's not for public viewing or anything like that. All right. Just so you're aware. No problem. Right. So what's the plan? Um, I was looking at the message, initial message, and it seems, if I'm not wrong, we was were we in a conversation before this. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Because uh, you went, hi, this is Lauren, uh, yeah. on the message I've got here. So how did we first uh, get in touch? What happened? Um, well, you were actually, it was during one of your, like, live discussions, you know? Um, and I ah. had met, I had one of my friends who was like, you know, you have questions, you should totally, like, go join this, because, like, these people are, like, beyond smart, and, like, you know, so I was like, oh, gosh. So I had actually joined a live stream. Ah, but yeah, it wasn't for too long, but yeah. Okay, well, you actually, oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you actually yeah. came on, didn't you? Huh? You, you came on the stream, didn't you? Yeah. Ah, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously, hi, this is Lauren, obviously, right, right. Now it yeah. makes sense, all right. <laughs> uh, and um, I have to ask your age, because obviously, if you're a minor, I don't want to feel like oh, I'm grooming somebody, you know what I mean? No, yeah, you're fine. I just From turned what? 18. I know. November second. On the second of November. I yeah. I've been stalking your profile. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I, I even did some research into Iowa because I know yeah. the America gets a bit crazy, you know, with the um, ages and stuff. And apparently, the when when the first, you know, uh, originally in the state, you was an adult when you were twenty one as a male, and eighteen as a female. You know that at one point. Hmm. Some trivia yeah. for you. So guys, guys were considered three years behind. So you, you huh. couldn't become an adult male until you were 21. But really? I think, yeah, but in 1973, it's it's evened it out now, 1818. 18. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exciting. <laughs> My government teacher told me to commit all the crimes I could. I'm like, <laughs> like, just as a joke, as a joke, but yeah. Right. So your position, so um, what is it that's got you interested in all this kind of stuff? Just so I understand what, what we're um, working with. Well, okay, so I've always been raised a Christian, correct? And, you know, coming from, you know, small town Iowa, you know, I've always lived in some pretty religious towns and everything. Okay. Um, and it's just like, there's not much exposure to anything different. It's like, what's normal here is literally all we know. Right. But, so Iowa is that Bible Belt kind of country. It's what? It's Iowa. Is it like Bible Belt country? Like... Uh, predominantly uh, uh, kind of uh, Christian. Yeah, <laughs> like there's okay. there's a big Christian community that's like the majority of Iowa, like uh, Iowa. But we had um, some exchange students in my town, 
and one of them was from Kazakhstan. And oh, oh it wasn't Borat, was it? <laughs> no. <laughs> you must hear that all the time. Whenever you mention Kazakhstan, uh, Borat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. But, um, I met this, you know, one young boy, and, you know, I we became, like, best friends, you know. Okay. And he is still my boyfriend. I haven't seen him in six months. But he is Muslim and has, like, introduced, you know, a whole bunch of, of his faith. And, you know, it's something that, you know, I had never been exposed to before. Okay, I had, cool. You know, obviously, you know, coming from living in America and I guess really anywhere else in the world where there's media, you know, the Muslim title does not have a very good um, oh. name. Uh, it's terrible. Well, to be honest with you, I, when I accepted Islam, it's like three weeks after 9-11. So imagine 9-11 oh. occurs, <laughs> yeah, and then three weeks later, oh, I want to be a Muslim. It's like, what? Talking about me. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 I get that, right? So go on. So the, the bad rep of Islam, obviously, already, as soon as you say Islam, people are thinking Osama bin Laden, they're thinking 9-11, they're thinking, yeah, I get that. And that's what, you know, unfortunately, I do have to admit, you know, just I was raised that way to believe that, you know, just under the media and everything. Um, and, you know, it's sad to say that 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 was like a preconceived notion of mine. But, you know, diving into, you know, just being more respectful towards him just to make sure I'm not doing anything wrong. And I love yeah, to yeah. get educated on stuff. I love to learn. Um, cool. You know, so I took, you know, some time out because I had, you know, an interest, a curiosity. And, you know, I learned a lot which was like the polar opposite of what the media was telling me, you know? Oh, wow. And yeah. I found like a pretty cool fascination. You know, there are some things that definitely make sense where I've been challenging my faith a lot because I've never been like a true, you know, like diehard Christian because, yeah, you know, like yeah. religion, you know, there's obviously you have some questions, I guess, but. Are, are your family religious? Um, My mom and my dad are pretty religious. My brother, not so much, but okay. yeah. Yeah. So they haven't like kind of forced it on you that you know you you should be at church every Sunday and all that business, or have they? Um, no. I mean, they wish to go every single Sunday and everything. And when I when I say like no, I don't want to go, they're kind of uh, sometimes. So it's a little difficult. Okay. Um, I don't really bring it up a ton. They know I've been studying, or like I got the Quran from my public library and i've been like reading it you know because i think oh, it's wow. something you know that's really cool which, so, which, uh, translation yeah. <laughs> which, which, which translation is it you've been reading um oh my god oh, i you don't know. Even tell you i'm not i'm not exactly oh, okay. sure no. i know it has like but some I, I, I can send you a really nice english quran if you like it's the one that we're using at the moment called the the clear quran and mm -hmm. it's pretty much in 21st century english so you can um relate to it you get me so that, i can send you one of them if you like hmm. so your family to... so the family know your family know sorry you read in the quran yeah they do know they do know oh, wow. I don't, they don't really know what to think about it because you know obviously i've told them you know it's for pure educational purposes but yeah yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's like i'm at a point where i'm a person that you know i, I want to be like involved in the faith you know because i believe that there is one god it's like the whole christianity versus like islam like yeah you know i can see truth to both you know okay and you know i just want to know what is the truth you know like i'm just yeah. seeking the truth because yeah. it, it, it's true what you say um even if you could see truth in both the reality is 
they both can't be true. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that's the nuts and bolts of everything. They, they, yeah. as, as much as they both seem true, they both can't be true. Yeah. Because on certain aspects, they're completely mutually exclusive. So, yeah. for example, one of the conditions of being a Christian is to believe Jesus is co-equal part of a trinity. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't really make a ton of sense. <laughs> that, 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 that died for your sins and, uh-huh. and this kind of thing. And as a Christ, as a Muslim, you you believe Jesus is not um, co-equal part of any trinity. He's just a mighty messenger of God, um, and he didn't die for your sins. Mm-hmm. So, if you believe, if you as a Christian, what yeah. what a Muslim believes will condemn you, and as a Muslim, what Christianity teaches will condemn you. So, as much as you can see something in both of them, mm-hmm. only one can be true. That's the reality. Yeah. Because I know they so, have a lot of similarities, but a lot of big differences as well that, you know. Yeah, we can come together on some common terms. But um, mm-hmm. see, why I always say, and it, it, it kind of sounds controversial when I usually say it, Christianity has nothing to do with Jesus. This, is, this, is, what I, this is what I always say, right? Christianity uh-huh. is something that came after Jesus. This is not something Jesus taught. Mm-hmm. So what... what um, the, the uh, Athanasian Creed, the, the Creed of Christianity, is something that was a later development rather than Jesus teaching his disciples. Because when we see his disciples, they weren't following this Christianity. It only came later. So it was like a development, like I said. So um, I always, because when I speak to a lot of Christians and I explain about the, uh, the, the Bible's been changed and corrupted and here and there, and they say, oh, but it doesn't change the, uh, the doctrine doesn't change the message well yeah of course it doesn't <laughs> it's got nothing to do with it the doctrine is completely separate to what the bible is you know what i mean the original mm-hmm. sin and uh the trinity and all this kind of flex it, it isn't explicitly in the in the in the bible it's just something that was a later development the holy spirit being a, a cold third as well right but anyway we're going, sorry yeah no you're fine so so, right. so um so what you have to ask yourself uh lauren is is i because you can do something for educational purposes, mm-hmm. but then what happens then is when, you, when you're seeking truth, uh, and when, when you're seeking truth, you evaluate information. Um, mm-hmm. so, you're, you're, so I can see what you're doing. So you're reading the Quran, you're, and you're not lying to your parents. You, read, you are doing it for educational purposes, mm-hmm. but you're educating yourself for something. Because at the end of the day, there's going to come a point where you think, well, they can't both be true. Which one is true? Yeah. Because it yeah. is kind of salvation that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know it's been like a huge problem because I know I had like a little bit of a conflict with my parents the other day because my younger cousin, she's like two years younger than me. She's gotten super involved, you know, in her faith and she's a Christian. Okay. okay. And, you know, she knows of like we used to be like super tight, close best friends and everything. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. She's kind of, you know, disrespected. She was disrespecting me by saying, you know, my boyfriend's going to hell for being a Muslim and everything. And okay. I was debating things with her and she was just, you know, any anyway. So I had told my parents about it because obviously I was super upset. And yeah, basically they had like, I had that pretty much same conflict with my parents being like, well, we're, we're afraid that if you do end up like converting or reverting or whatever you'd like to call it, you know, to Islam, then we're not going to see each other after we die. Like, I'm like, oh. Who say that? Your parents? Your parents? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a little bit emotional about that. 
Yeah, that's it's a little harsh to hear, which definitely, you know, causes concern where, you know, I just want to dive more into it. Like, well, what is the truth, you know, because, yeah, and that, I do have some questions around that later for our discussion, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is what I'm here for. Like I said, this is, this is not a heavy discussion. This is light-hearted. Um, yeah. The only reason I thought, I thought this was kind of rather than just a phone call, and you know, at least this is a bit more interactive. I, th I thought, and like I said, I could record mm -hmm. it, and we can both benefit when we look back at it and things like that. Do you get yeah. me? So yeah, yeah, I'm here to answer your questions. I'm not quite as expert as the guys who were on the panel, though. Yeah, so Ijaz and this and that, they're, they're like another level, but um, I'm I'm all right, alhamdulillah. But what I will say, if you do ask me something that yeah. I don't know the answer. To, I can find you the answer. It's not a problem. And it, this doesn't have to be yeah. a one hit one. I don't expect like you to have every answer, but yeah. <laughs> I, I got most of them. <laughs> I like to, I like things. But I don't, but the problem is, you see, you've had a lot of time to plan any question. So the questions could be proper sidewinders and they could be based upon maybe something that your cousin has said to you based upon something she's heard some crazy kind of Islamophobic kind of angle. So. <clears throat> but sad to hear about your cousin though, just because just because you're looking into Islam, that um she's she's upset with you. But yeah. you know you know how you reverse it on her, isn't it? You just ask her about her belief. Well, because I ask her, what's the Christian thing to do? It's like, is that the Christian thing to say? Is just automatically go judge everybody, you know, for their beliefs? Like, you know, the Bible's like love your neighbor as yourself, you know, and you know, like the hatred she kind of puts out is. Yeah. You know, a little. Well, well, like I say, you know, she, I she, she sounds like she's sure of herself in what she believes. Like she's got a little bit deeper, mm -hmm. and she's sixteen as well, like you say. But um, just, just, just unravel her mm. with basic questions back to her. Just say, well, why, mm. why do you believe? Why do you believe the Bible's reliable source of information? Because yeah. I know why she, I know why she believes it. And um, and I said this to somebody earlier today that. The foundation of the Christian belief is based upon three assumptions. And mm -hmm. if these three assumptions are true, then you could understand a Christian standing on the street corner shouting from John, from Matthew, from this, from that. Did you get me? Yeah. And the three assumptions are very, very simple. Authors of the Gospels, eyewitnesses, disciples of Jesus, inspired by the Holy Spirit, uh, what, they wrote what they wrote. So mm -hmm. if John says something, he's repeating what Jesus said verbatim, word for word, as he was there witnessing it and the Holy Spirit enforcing him as to what was being said. That's their assumption. Yeah, but, but that's false. not entirely but true. They're false, well, they're false assumptions. Yeah. According to I, Christian scholarship. Because I know there's like different like gospels or just like, you know, things in the Bible where it's, you know, it's like stated it's like written as an eyewitness account that maybe like they wrote it the next day but in reality like it could have been like 50 years after and obviously details do get twisted you can't remember exact nobody uh, was remembering like the exact exactly i mean uh, i guess I, you could, but no what, what like for example when we did the gospel of luke yeah what, what makes me laugh about that they say oh luke he was very studious and he spoke to eyewitnesses he spoke to eyewitnesses 40 years after the event Mm. He went to somebody and said, excuse me, sir, were, were you there 40 years ago? Um, what, yeah. what did Jesus say? What? Come on, really? You got eyewitnesses of 40 years ago and you're saying you could rely on what they said was accurate? Come on. Yeah, that's a little, that's where it's, it's definitely a little harder for me to believe. Um, yeah. I mean, I think there's some great, you know, virtues about like the Christianity, you know, religion. 
But like when it comes down to, because I mean, nobody really ever tells you that, oh, all of these were written how long ago. And we don't even know who so-and-so is, where they wrote this and that, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's just like, that's kind of... No, nobody makes a uh, claim of Holy Spirit inspiration. It's like... Do you know what I mean? It's just like, it's it, you know, the way I liken it to, it's like, you know, like J.K. Rowling wrote the book Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And then she's died. And then later on, somebody says, oh, that, that, she was inspired by God when she wrote what she wrote. Yeah. And then you'd be like, well, so what? What, did she say that? <laughs> no, no, she didn't say that. So well, why are you saying she did? Oh, if you read it, you'll see that, you know. Well, what do you mean? She, she didn't say it. So you're, you're telling an author that he's inspired by God mm. or she's inspired by God. When they haven't said it themselves, you like putting this claim upon them. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. How how can, yeah. You, how can you do that and and say it with such a surety? Yeah, yeah. He was inspired by God. Yep, definitely inspired by God. How do you know? Mm-hmm. They don't say it. Nobody says this this thing. And even when you read the letters of Paul, it's like um, sometimes they're his words, sometimes they're the Lord's words. And he's like, well, they can't all be the word of God. Then is it? If, if he's differentiating, if he's saying the I say this, not the Lord. Well, that's not God's word then, is it? Do you know what I mean? So, anyway, yeah. are, are your questions about Islam or Christianity? Um, I mean, there's kind of like a little bit of a mix of both. I know you're more like probably more educated on the, you know, Islamic side, but I mean, there's like some questions for both. But if if you're not able to, I'm also gonna go talk to one of my pastors because my parents are forcing me to. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, so kind of questions for that. For him. Um, yeah, just the questions for him are gonna be more on the corruptedness of, you know, the Bible and you know how we're actually supposed to trust everything. And so that will yeah. be interesting to hear from his point of yeah. view. But do do it in a way, don't do it in a way that you're attacking it, right? Just do it well, in yeah, a way yeah, yeah, yeah. just unravel it. Why do we do why do we believe that? Yeah. That? I mean, there are true oh. questions that you have, so it's it'll be interesting to hear, you know, how he chooses yeah. to answer that. But uh, which, which uh, translation of the New Testament should we be should we be reading? Is it the King James or the NAV? Or and what's the difference between them? Why do why is one do you get me? Uh, you know, let, let's un- unravel it that way. Yeah, <laughs> okay. okay. So what's your first question then? Anything else you want to say before your questions? Or one of my first questions. Anything else you oh, want to say? Uh, I don't think so. All right, cool. We'll set the scene anyway. So, so we you say you're somebody then on a journey, trying to seek the truth, trying to determine what is true. And if you come to the conclusion, for example, that is, Islam is the truth, then you're willing to accept it, embrace it, and go for it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's be sure. Honestly, you think about what? I mean, I think it's really yeah, where my parents like, holy crap. But, um, you know, it's definitely something I want to, you know, because obviously I don't want to just follow something that's not 100% oh, true. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Okay. So, my first question, which kind of came up because of a conversation with my parents. Um, because I know I was talking to my dad and he was basically making the claim and see, I don't even know, cause I know, you know, when I consult myself or whatever, I always think that, you know, Islam and Christianity, like there's one God only, like that is my belief. Yeah. Um, and my question is, is like, do you think that, you know, the God, like not Jesus, but like the God of Christianity, 
and like the god no um, in islam are like the same but just have different interpretations or do you think they're two completely different different gods mm -hmm. okay um e easy simple formula to this is what 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 is what do we muslims call god allah allah and what mm. do christians call god god or yahweh okay what, what would jesus call god what would jesus call god um in aramaic god? <laughs> one second let me do this you know, god the god father um all right <laughs> the father no um, see, if, if, if Jesus spoke Aramaic, yeah, so Aramaic, we just, I don't, I don't want to um, say something that isn't true, Aramaic word for God, if I'm not wrong, is Ella, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, let's just see, right, so there are two words for God in Aramaic, El and mm -hmm. Allah, right, so Elahi, is biblical Aramaic. Uh, Allah is Syriac Aramaic. All right. So you can hear the similarity here. Allah, Allah, Allah. These these are the Aramaic, which are cousin language to the Arabic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If if you uh, read an Arabic Bible, what's God called in the Arabic Bible? Allah. You mm -hmm. speak to Arab Christians, they will call God Allah. They will um, say, inshallah, alhamdulillah, allahu akbar. Uh, they, they will say the same. Yeah. So what happens is you, you, you take a, uh, a word from a region and you, you give it like an English kind of God kind of meaning. And everything else sounds alien. Allah. It sounds like Ooh, yeah. Krishna, Vishnu. No, no. Yeah, because like all languages have their different thing, like Spanish, it's like Dios, you know? Yeah, Dios, in uh, French, yeah. But Dios in Portuguese, I think. But the point here is this, from where Jesus came from, from that area, God was known as Allah, Allah, and Allah. Okay. So we can see straight away there's no alien sounding name Allah anymore because this is what Jesus would call God. Yeah. So your question is, is the God of Islam, and this is, the, I think this is an easy way to put the question, is the God of Muhammad the same God of Abraham? Now, we as Muslims believe there's only one God. Yeah. We believe there's only one creator. Um, we believe that creator um, created Adam, um, sent Noah, um, Abraham, Moses, David, um, Elijah, uh, Aaron, um, Jesus, and Muhammad. So, and, and again, see, see what happens is you say in like Moses, Jesus, um, Ab uh, Abraham, it all sounds kind of Englishy. And then you say Muhammad, it sounds like you're like, you know what I mean? But if you if you say their names in their language, Abraham is Ibrahim. <laughs> yeah, Ibrahim. Moses is Musa. And uh, Jesus is Isa. Um, uh, John the Baptist, John is Yahya. Because the idea that you can get this kind of country with all these kind of Western sounding names, <laughs> Peter and John, and mm -hmm. do you know, you know what I mean? Paul. It's like, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're in the Middle East here. All right. 
So again, it, it's an, it's another way of trying to uh, make Islam sound really alien. So everything else sounds English, Abraham, Muhammad. But when you say Ibrahim, and then you say Muhammad, and then you say Isa, and then you say Musa, and, and then you say Yahya, then you say Dawood, then all of a sudden, it's kind of sounding the same. So, uh, mm -hmm. so I'll tell you what we Muslims believe. We believe there's only one God. And we believe all the messengers were sent by God with one message. And that was to worship, uh, to, to, um, to submit and surrender their will to God. Yeah, to know that God is one, worship him. Uh, Noah preached that. Moses preached that. Jesus preached that. And Muhammad, peace upon, peace upon him, preached that. So, again, Islam, it sounds so alien. You know, Jews and Christians and then Islam. But here's how you have to think about it. All of the other, all the other religious names, Christianity is named after the Christians. The Christians are those who follow the Christ. Christianity was a derogatory term used um, for those who followed the Christ. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. I did not know yeah. so so i mean the you know the n-word for black people <laughs> right yeah the christianity was was the was the c word used for people who followed this christ it was it was it was an anti it was a mocking you know what i mean jesus didn't say we're christians you know it was they were abused and and mocked us this name and then they took upon this name themselves yeah so most religions are named after places or people or such. Now, Islam is named after the action. So what Islam means, submission and surrender to God. A Muslim is the one who submits and surrenders to God. So an easy question to ask at this point is what was the religion of Abraham, according to what you believe right now? And this is a good question for your pastor. What was the religion of Abraham? Yeah. Hold on, I'm writing these as well, so I can't forget. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. No problem. So how, how would you answer that question? What was the religion of Abraham? I mean, I know a lot, a lot of different people in the Bible were, you know, not so much like, I don't know. I, I'm not too sure. I mean, you'd want to say just like the one oneness of god you know but also like no you really want to say jewish you really want to say jewish if you ask any christian you this question they'll say jewish you ask any christian mm -hmm. this question they'll say jewish if you ask abraham ask what abraham's religion is they'll say jewish mm -hmm. and the problem the problem they have with that is that the jews are from judah judah's from um jacob jacob is from isaac isaac is from abraham so the, 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 the Jews, this, this, this religion doesn't exist for four generations. So he can't be Jewish. Mm -hmm. So what was his religion? Now, his religion is a very simple one. Submission and surrender to God. When Abraham told mm -hmm. him, when, when God told him to go sacrifice his son, he didn't hesitate. He, he surrendered his will, his ego to that of his creator. So, and like I said to you, that, that in itself is what's called Islam in Arabic. Mm -hmm. Now, if you, you know, in English, when you do an action, so if you talk, you're a talker, or if you yeah. walk, you're a walker, if you work, you're a worker, you put ER under the, uh, at the end of the word to show you're, you're doing it, yeah? So in Arabic, you put mu in front of the word. So you know the adhan, the call to prayer? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, the one who does that is a muadzin. Muadzin, the one who calls to prayer. Um, one who does prayer. Now the prayer is salah. Yeah, the one who does does the prayer is a musalla. A musalla is the one who does the prayer. Okay, the one who does Islam is a muislam or Muslim. Muslim. Yeah. So by this mm -hmm. definition, we believe all the prophets of God were Muslim based upon their belief and their actions that the only one worthy of worship is God and that in itself is Islam. So going back mm -hmm. to your original question, uh, yes, we believe the, the, the God of Jesus, the God of uh, Moses, the God of Abraham, the God of Noah, the God of Adam is the same God of Muhammad. No different. Mm -hmm. I think that's such an other way to put it as well, because I know just even from like my past knowledge and everything, it's just like when you look at all of like the other religions of the world, you automatically think they have a whole separate belief system, separate God and everything. And like, even just like hearing like Islam, you think that it's like one entirely different thing. But when it's really just, you know, like, Islam is like the action of just submission to like one okay. God. Like it okay. makes a huge difference in someone's mentality. In yeah, because I think most, most people, I, I guarantee you, you speak to most people in your town. They, they won't really be aware that as Muslims that we uh, believe in Abraham and uh, Moses and Noah and all their biblical prophets that they, they're, they're clinging to. They probably, you know, some people mm. think we worship Muhammad, for example. Some people think we think Allah is a man. And it's like, because obviously from their worldview, God became a man and, and that's Jesus. They assume mm -hmm. that we believe Allah became a man. It's a, it's a madness. And so, like I say, we, we have similarities in that sense. So mm -hmm. what, what we say, you know, because a lot of Christians think, oh, but they love Jesus. Alhamdulillah, love Jesus, no problem. But if you want to know Jesus, you can only know it through Islam. Because the what you know about Jesus, or what you've heard about Jesus, should I say, may not be reliable. But once you believe the Quran is what it claims to be the word of God, then because you know you have, you have, I have again, I have Christians saying, "Oh, how could a book come six hundred years later saying things that goes against what historians and eyewitnesses and all this stuff kind of says?" As if that six hundred years is some kind of detriment, but. Mm -hmm. God's saying it. <laughs> so if God is saying something 2,000 years later, it doesn't matter who said what 2,000 years ago. God would know. H humans err. God doesn't err. God knows what happened. And human mm. beings, we don't know who was what, who was witnesses, this, that, the other. So I always find it a nonsense when they say, oh, Islam came 600 years later. And it's so ironic that you have um, Christians trying to tell Jews about their own Bible. Which came so the Jews can turn around and say, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." Jesus came two thousand years later, whatever it is. Um, who are you to tell us what Moses said and what he meant and what Isaiah meant? And so they could use the same argument. And I, this is mm -hmm. I find a lot of hypocrisy. So the way that the Christians can't understand why the Jews reject Jesus is the same way that we Muslims can't understand why Christians reject Muhammad. Because all Muhammad does is say, "Look." I'm from the same God. I'm, I'm under the messenger. But the problem yeah. is because, because the message of Jesus was corrupted so badly, 
um, into such a into what it is today. When Muhammad comes with the truth again, it, it isn't recognizable compared to this idea of um, salvation through the cross and uh, need the blood sacrifice and all of it. You know, God is three in one and all this kind of stuff. But if you if you re if you skip Christianity, Islam conforms with what Judaism teaches about God and his nature and such and forgiveness of sin and all of these kind of things. Do you get me? Mm -hmm. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I think that's really interesting. But would you OK, would you say that? Because um, I know, like, you know, it's pretty similar in both religions, but like you know, to go to heaven, you, know, mm. you have to, you know, submit and worship, you know, like, the one God and everything, because I know Christians, like, the, a big argument that, like, comes directly towards me um, from, you know, family members is just that you have to believe in Jesus to, like, go to heaven, and then, I don't know, like, that's, like, one question that, like, still really confuses me, because I'm, like, you know, I, you know, Muslims, they do believe in Jesus, just not in, like, the holy, super crazy way that, you know, Christians do, like, you know, everything he performed and everything. But, I don't know, like, how can I reply to that, pretty much? Okay, okay. Because that's like, one of my biggest questions, is, like, do I need to believe that Jesus was, like, you know, a co-equal and everything? But what you want to believe here's what you have to believe jesus died for you mm -hmm. not the fact that jesus existed yeah jesus so you have to believe jesus died for you and then you can ask well what does that demonstrate then you have to believe that jesus is god and god died for you because if jesus is not god who cares if he died in reality what does that demonstrate but if Jesus has to be God, you see. And so when they say to you, oh, you have to believe in Jesus to enter heaven, what they're saying to you is you have to believe Jesus died for you and Jesus was God. That's what you've got to believe. Yeah, no normal man could just die and have all of our sins forgiven is basically like your argument then. What, what, what yeah. would a normal man dying demonstrate? Because many more normal men died. The prophets of... Um, and you know, if you want to talk about being raised from the dead, well, Elijah was raised up um, without dying as well. Um, you, Lazarus was raised from the dead. Um, a little girl was raised from the dead. So being raised from the dead, and according to the Gospel of Matthew, at the, the uh, crucifixion or after the crucifixion, there was all the, the the saints rose from the graves and entered the town and all this business. So what does raising from the dead demonstrate? All it demonstrates to me, if it happened, is God can raise you from the dead. So what? But it has to be God dying, you see. This is the point. This is the key. This is why you have to have... And then what happens is, well, well how can God die um, and be the Father and the Son? And, oh, and then you have to come up with the Trinity now. You have to say, well, yeah, he's God, but he's got the Son. He's got the Father and all oh, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, he's got the Holy Spirit. And these three are equal, co-equal and such. Because Jesus dying as just a man doesn't demonstrate nothing and prove nothing. That's the reality. And if you want to go a bit deeper, what's the significance of this blood sacrifice? What, what This sin sacrifice, if you like, is that what God teaches in the Old Testament? No. God teaches in the Old Testament that 
um, the, the blood sacrifices for unintentional sin. So if you've done a sin during the year that you didn't know of, yeah, so it was like you didn't mean to do it or you weren't aware of it, but, but you'd done it and it was counting against you, then on the, on the Day of Atonement, you could sacrifice animal to expiate that sin, right? But sin you intended, sin you deliberately did, you have to seek repentance for, right? And um, it's so funny, I was having a conversation with a girl earlier, yeah? And same, same, same situation because she was a Christian. She's a Christian as well. But she's so close to Islam, alhamdulillah. Uh, and so, but what it is, is if you read Ezekiel, yeah, let me just see if I can find it. Because I, I, again, I don't want to just pull it out of the sky or misremember it. Um, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you're fine. And I know because you want to smack your pastor with this, potentially. <laughs> Uh, it'd be nice for you to have the references to what I'm talking about, innit? But I can yeah. send you the references anyway, it's not a problem. Um, okay, so it's in Isaiah, sorry, it's in, yeah, it's in Ezekiel. And, and you can start at the beginning to get the full, the full context, yeah? Well, the part I'm talking about is this. And if I say to the wicked man, you will surely die, but he then turns away from his sin and does what is just and right. Um, if he gives back what he took in pledge for a loan, returns what he has stolen, follows the decrees that give life, and does not e does no evil, he will surely live, he will not die. None of his sins he has committed will be remembered against him, and he has done what is just and right, he will surely live. So well, what's being said in the Ezekiel there is that the wicked man who, who has deliberately done the wickedness, hence being called a wicked man, if he's grieved people, he should make amends. Yeah, he, then he should seek repentance and then he should turn from his wickedness and his wickedness will not be reminded of him. Where's the blood? There is no blood here. There is no blood sacrifice. There's no idea that uh, God this is a vampire style God that needs blood. Yeah. Yeah. Repentance. It's true. And then the question is this, you see. The way that Christianity teaches that God needs payment, right? But then, uh, then I ask myself, and you should ask yourself, and you should ask your pastor, where's the mercy? Yeah? So let's say you owe me some money. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Um, and your dad says, look, I'll pay you the money Lauren owes you. And I say, oh, yeah, okay, I'll take the payment from you, mate. All right, Lauren, you're, you're, you're debt's free. You don't owe me any money. Your dad's paid me. Have I forgive anything? No, it's just someone else solved my problem. You still took, I've still took payment. Yeah. But I've not took payment from you. So what Christianity is saying, oh, Lauren, um, I know you can't pay me. You're so weak and whatever. So uh, Jesus is going to pay me instead of you. Yeah? Yeah. Jesus is going to take upon your sin so you don't have to pay me. What have I forgiven? The, the most I've done, I've just said, yeah, all right, you don't have to pay me, but someone's going to pay me. You know, and, and the reality is this, pay, pay for what? Pay for something uh, with, because of something you created me with. So, you know, imagine the scenario. God created Adam. He didn't create Adam perfect. Because if, if Adam was created perfect, he wouldn't have sinned. 
So just by nature that he could sin, it shows you he was never perfect in the first place. So this whole mm. process built upon the fall of Adam makes no sense. Adam was created yeah. with the ability to sin. That is not perfection. Yeah. And God allowed Satan to tempt Adam. So God gives Adam this nature that he could sin. And then he sends um, an influence to tempt him to sin or tempt Eve and then Adam. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're accountable, Lauren, because Adam fell for the trap. Yeah. This is Christianity. Yeah. It's basically saying like, yeah, because like if God created, you know, Adam with sin, but then Christians say that the only way to get like into heaven is when Jesus dies on the cross, you know, for your sin, like he, you know, the, the whole sacrifice and everything that like that you have to believe. But then again, like Jesus died, Adam was created with sin. So like, what would you say then? Like even before Jesus, well, well, the question, it's like the, question, the fact that the question is, Lauren, Lauren, the, the big question is what is sin? What is sin? Yeah. Sin is just disobeying God. Disobedience to God is sin. So if mm -hmm. Adam so if Adam disobeyed God, that means he was created with that ability. So where's the perfection? Angels are perfect. Yeah? Man is not perfect. And the beautiful thing mm -hmm. is, you see, our creator knows we're not perfect. That's why perfection is not required. Just our best. We've got an enemy on this earth that's attacking us daily. Yeah? Trying to demonstrate to God that he's right in the first place, that man is not worthy of the status that he's been given. So, you know, this is what we believe as Muslims, that Satan was, uh, when he, he used to worship God, long before Adam was created. And when Adam was created and Satan was told to bow to Adam, Satan said, I'm, I'm better than him. Why should I bow to him? And it wasn't the fact that he didn't bow to Adam. It was the fact that he said he, he disobeyed God. Imagine you're in the presence of God and God says bow. And he, he says, nah. And so, so when Satan's being uh, thrown out, he says to God, he says to Allah, give me respite. Give me time. Give me the capability. And I'll demonstrate that this creation man is not worthy. This creation man will not submit and surrender to you. So, so um, he's given this permission to, uh, okay, you, your punishment for your disobedience, it will be put on hold, do your worst. And then Satan says, verily for what you did to me, I shall lay in wait on your straight path and I shall assault them from the front, the back, the left and the right. And you shall see that this creation will not be grateful to you. So imagine now we've been created weak with a nature that could potentially sin. And we've got an open enemy who's out to demonstrate that we will sin. Is that he, he, that's his whole job, just to show, see, told you, see, told you. So, so what does God do in his wisdom? Okay, Satan, open enemy, do your flex, no problem at all. I'm going to send messengers. And I'm going to reinforce these messengers with miracles to demonstrate to the people I send them to that they are indeed sent by me. And then those messengers will deliver the message to the people. So they'll act as a kind of counterweight to the, uh, the whispers of Satan and such. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, and this is, so this is what we believe the prophets are, the messengers are. All of them came, stop doing that, worship one God. Don't forget you were created. You're going to return to God, worship one God. And then what happens when the messenger dies, 
the message gets corrupted and becomes something else. So God reinforces the people again and sends another messenger and says, right, resurrect the same message. Tell the people God is one worship. Do you get me? So, yeah. and, and so what happens is the miracles are given to the prophets each time to, in a time where the people will recognize that as a miracle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, healing in the time of um, Jesus, in the time of Moses, what he did surpassed their illusions and magic and whatever. So mm-hmm. it's like. It's all work, like through like like as a gift of god like not just jesus is able just to do this with the snap of his fingers but well no, even that we can come to the, we can come to that like god uh-huh what did jesus say i could do nothing by myself is the one who sent me who has the power mm-hmm. jesus has no power yeah but we can come to that no problem so so imagine now so what happens today did moses really part the red sea do I have to believe today that Moses parted the Red Sea? Not really. Why? And this is the key now, Lauren. Why, why do I not need to see the miracle of Moses? Why do I not need to see the miracle of Jesus? Why, why do I not need to see these things? It's very, very simple. Those things were to demonstrate to the people they were sent to. So Moses was given the miracles to convince Pharaoh he was who he claimed to be. So that Pharaoh would believe and let the children of Israel go. Jesus was sent with his miracles to convince the people he is a messenger of God. But he wasn't there to demonstrate to you, Lauren. So the question that needs to be asked after this is, well, what miracle did Muhammad have? Why, why did people believe what he said? Peace and blessing be upon him. The Quran. His miracle was the Qur'an, the linguistic miracle. The reason why people followed Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, 1400 years ago was because of the Qur'an. And that Qur'an was preserved. And that Qur'an today is what we have. So the reason I'm a Muslim today, 1400 years later, is the same miracle. And because that miracle has has stood the test of time, it's there. No one can see. Someone could say, I didn't see Jesus heal nobody. I didn't see him raise the dead. I didn't see none of this. I didn't see what Moses did. So you've got a, an excuse not to follow. Nobody can say they didn't see the miracle of Muhammad. It's in front of us. Yeah. And the reason why it's in front of us now, and, and this is the amazing thing you see, the message of God, of God is one and worship him, is preserved in this Quran. So nobody could corrupt um, the final messenger of God. Yeah, nobody, nobody could change that and create a new religion. It, it, it was set in stone. Muslims would love to change the Quran to suit their worldview because there are different sects in Islam, undoubtedly. They've all got the same Quran, though. Whereas if you look at the different sects of Christianity, everyone's got their own Bible. But there's only one Quran. Oh, yeah. yeah. So even the Shia, who who so far away in certain things, they read the same Quran as me because mm-hmm. that that you can't mess with. It's just it, it's just it is what it is. So mm-hmm. when, so when God reinforces his messengers with miracles, the one that Muhammad was reinforced with was the Quran. And imagine how God did this. This is this is this is a miraculous in itself. So God chooses the most backward place on the planet, which was the Arabs at that time. And from amongst them, he chooses an illiterate man 
to deliver over 23 years this linguistic miracle that's been unsurpassed and stood the test of time. That's, that's the miracle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so the prophets were only given their miracles to demonstrate to the people. Each messenger came for his own people. This is the other thing now. So let's imagine, Lauren, you're, you're, you're waiting for a messenger from God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the messenger comes for the people of Mississippi. Yeah. You're in Iowa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that message for you? No. It's for the people of Mississippi. Yeah. Is that is it any of your business? No, because the 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 sender of that letter, let's say, should we say uh, Donald Trump or Biden for you? <laughs> Donald one? Trump, sure. <laughs> I don't Trump, care. You? What are you? Who do you? Who, I'm a Republican, but I don't support everything about Donald Trump. <laughs> well, did you did you vote Donald Trump? Oh. I did over Biden. Did. Yes. All right. So let, let's 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 keep old Donald there for now, even though I think he's gone. But anyway. So yeah, Donald yeah. has a letter to the people of Mississippi. That letter's got nothing to do with the people of Iowa. Yeah? The recipients are the people of Mississippi. The message is for the people of Mississippi. Job done. And then Donald sends um, another message to the people of Nevada. Again, nothing to do with Iowa. Nevada has got its own flags. Then Donald Trump sends a message to the people of the USA. Now you're included. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's the message that's sent to you. That Now that message is for you, Lauren, because you're part of the USA. And yeah. so if this message to the people of the USA, that would, that would, that would be you. All right. Mm -hmm. Likewise, when God sent Moses, who did he send them to? He sent them to the children of Israel. When God sent uh, Jesus, who did he send them to? Children of Israel. How do we know this? Well, if you're going to, if, if you, because you're going to speak to Christians and they know their Bible and stuff. So he's going to speak to a pastor. Then, um, well, Jesus says, go ye not to the Gentile, enter ye not the city of the Samaritan, for I have not been sent but to the lost of the house of Israel. So you can turn around into your blue in the face telling me that Jesus came for the whole world. But in fact, when Jesus said, I only came for the children of Israel, Jesus only came for the children of Israel. The clue in that word, in that sentence is only. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you if you read on in the in the New Testament, the the story of the woman with the possessed daughter. Have you heard the story? I think so, but probably not a hundred percent clear on everything. <laughs> no problem. Let, let me let me. Let me I haven't gone to church in a while. That's for sure. <laughs> What's that? I haven't gone to church in a while. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You read a Bible in a while? Uh, yeah, not not too much, but. So I'm going to read something for you, yeah? Mm -hmm. I'm going to read something for you. And, and I, um, I want you to take down the reference. And I want you to ask your pastor, yeah? Mm -hmm. What did Jesus mean with this? And what um, what's like the verse or like part of the Bible that you're reading right now? Give me one second, I'll tell you. <laughs> the, the, okay, you're good, you're good. I'm Googling right now. Is this helping you so far in your, um... Yeah, it is. Search for truth, yeah? I'll handle it. Mm -hmm. Praise be to God. Alright, so the verse I'm reading from is Matthew 15. Okay, so this is Matthew 15, 21. Leaving that place, 
Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon possessed and suffering terribly. Yeah. What would you expect Jesus response to be? Don't read it. Don't read it. Don't read it. Don't read it. I don't have a read it with. So a woman, uh, listen, listen to this again. Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon possessed and suffering terribly. Now, don't forget, this is a man who's walking the streets, cleaning out demons from possessed people. Mm -hmm. And um, healing the lepers and curing the blind and all this kind of stuff. So she sees this guy. She knows he's capable of removing evil spirits. What's his response? What would you expect his response to be? I would expect his response just to be to try where to is go where, where is she? Yeah, go, where Bring is she? Bring it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him. Send her away for she keeps crying out after us. So imagine now Jesus just ignores her. And she's like, help me. Help. You know what I mean? She's, she's wailing, basically. Yeah. And the disciples are saying, please, man, help, help this woman. Or flipping, just tell her to go away because she's making us crazy. Right. He answered, I was sent only. I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. So Jesus has repeated this now. I was sent only only to the lost sheep of israel who are the lost sheep of israel obviously not the canaanite woman the lost sheep of israel are the israelites yeah yeah the woman came and knelt before him lord help me she said he replied it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs what's jesus saying here now he's basically saying i'm only here for the children of israel what i have is for the children you're not the children you're the dogs mm -hmm. yeah? so she replied yes she's humiliated here now yes it is lord she said but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table yeah then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Okay. What did we learn there? That he wasn't there for everybody. No. He did the children of Israel. He's, gone as, he's humiliated this woman, got her on her knees begging. He's uh, called her a dog, effectively. And he's not just called her a dog, Lauren. He's called you a dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's called you a dog. He's called me a dog. Because I'm not going to kill him. Do you get me? So you have that. Yeah. And then you have Jesus teaching his disciples, telling them to go preach the good word. But go ye not to the Gentile. Don't go to Lauren, or a cousin, or a mum and dad, or that dodgy Hamza guy. No, 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 no. Go ye not to the Gentile. Don't go to those dogs. Right? Honestly, this I don't I know it sounds like I'm trying to put words in the mouth of Jesus, but this is this yeah. is if you read the New Testament and you want to put it all together, this is what it's saying. Don't go to those dogs, those Gentile dogs. Go to the children. Go ye not to the Gentile. 
Enter ye not the city of the Samaritans. So again, the Samaritans are not the children of Israel, yeah? Why? Why is this? Don't go to the dogs. Don't go to Lauren the dog and Darren the dog and all the all the Gentile dogs. Don't go to us. Why? Because I have not been sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Okay. Me, I can get that. I, I, I'll mm. accept that. Okay, fair enough. Jesus ain't for me. Easy tiger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's for me is for the children of Israel. Job done. But then what happens after Jesus leaves? Paul comes along. No, no, for everyone. I, I, I'm an apostle to the Gentiles. Wait a minute. Sorry. Jesus said, don't go to the Gentile. Now you're saying you're an actual apostle to the Gentile? And the reason you believe this, because you had a vision on the road to Damascus of somebody claiming to be Jesus. Yet you, Paul, don't know what Jesus looked like. You, Paul, don't know what Jesus sounded like. How do you know it was Jesus? <laughs> Seriously, how did, how did Paul know that he was talking to Jesus? And it just so happens, Paul comes as an apostle to the Gentiles, the one Jesus told not to go to. And this is what Christianity becomes today. Now, back to our story. So at this point, Jesus, Lauren, is sent to the people of Mississippi. But who claimed in all of history, which is the only man who claimed to be a messenger of God, said he came for you, Lauren, and came for your cousin, and came for your mum, and came for your dad, and came for me. Who's the only man in history who ever did that? Well, Muhammad, like the Quran. Only one man. Mm -hmm. Krishna and the Hindus didn't do it. Buddha didn't do it. Only one man in history ever claimed to come for the whole world and how do we know this because muhammad came with the quran and in the quran there's a beautiful verse says we did not send you O muhammad but as a mercy to the world so now what is this this is this is a mission statement here we ain't sent you uh, to the arabs and to, to just to these arab to be honest with you they were like animals no we sent you Muhammad as a mercy to mankind. Right. So this is what the Quran says. So then we look at Muhammad and say, well, did he enact? Did he enact what he was being told? Well, if, if you see the history, Muhammad sent a messenger to Rome, who's one of the biggest empires of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In, in Byzantium. Muhammad sent a messenger to Persia, one of the other bigger empires of the day. Yeah. And sent another messenger to Egypt. So these are all different religions, yeah? So what um, the Arabs are at this time. So you have the Persians, I think they were Zoroastrians. You had the Byzantians, which were the Christians. And the Egyptians, I think, I don't know, worshipping cats or something. Right? <laughs> Calling them. Come and worship the God of Abraham. Stop what you're doing. Stop, stop, all this, stop all this nonsense. Come and worship the God of Abraham. So the Quran's mission statement for Muhammad is you're a mercy to mankind. His actions were demonstrated by doing that. And if we look in this world today and we see how Islam spread throughout it. And we see people reading the same Quran in China as we see reading the same Quran in Morocco. This is like um, an, an enactment. And, and the, the amazing thing is, you see, I don't know if you know the history, the history of the Arabs. Yeah. 
but they were a real, real tribal, tribal dispute, very disruptive. Basically, you couldn't colonize these people, right? The Romans couldn't come in um, and start getting them to pay taxes and govern them because they were just animals, right? The Persians, again, these are all the big empires of the day, yeah? The Persians couldn't do it either. If you look at the empires, Persia conquered this area, implemented their religion on that region, and all of these things, yeah? The, and uh, the Romans did the same, and the... Um, I don't know if the Egyptians were quite as much as those two, but the Persians, the Romans specifically, were taking over land, occupying them, governing them, taxing them, sending their money back to their capitals, yeah? You couldn't do that to the Arabs. They were fruitcakes, yeah? No, they really <laughs> were fruitcakes. You couldn't. They were... They would, they would have someone a fruitcake or like a group of people a fruitcake. Yeah, yeah. So you Americans have a different understanding of the word fruitcake, isn't it? Um, <laughs> you guys, you think I'm calling them gay, isn't it? Is that right? Uh, no. no you call a fruitcake in America. What are you saying about them? If we're like calling some people like just like crazy like dogs, pretty much. Yeah. So a, a fruitcake, basically, in England, I don't know if it's the same in America. It's full of nuts. Yeah. Okay. So you're calling someone, you're basically calling someone nuts. So you're basically calling someone yeah. crazy. Yeah. So okay. this is the Arabs. You know, they would have hundred year wars over a, a horse race. They, they're just mental. No. They, you, just, you couldn't go and say, right, yeah, all right, come and pay your taxes. Who lives where? What? They were just chaos. Assalamu alaikum. Right. Uh, just have to stop the video here. Um, I have to apologize for that. Okay, um, I give the impression that the Arabs pre-Islam were animals, fruitcakes, crazy, on all of these things. And on reflection, I think I was a little bit disingenuous. Um, I kind of extrapolated the bad things of the Arabs. So, for example, the burying of the baby daughters and the, um, the treatment of women and such, and the tribalistic nature and the, the, the infighting and the gambling and this kind of stuff. Okay, but I also missed out the fact that they were successful merchants they were living in harsh environments uh, they were poets they had a civilization so i kind of implied that they were barbarian which was kind of wrong of me and also um alhamdulillah um, allah chose this uh, nation this people to deliver his revelation to the world so there must have been something good that just needed tweaking so i'd like to apologize for anybody who was offended by what I said then, I take it back. So even though they were burying the baby daughters, even though there was abuse of women, and even though they were tribalistic and they attacked the Prophet Sallallahu and they tried to starve him out and they got their children to stone them, him out of taif and left him bloodied and such, and tried to destroy Islam in its infancy, that still does not justify me extrapolating that to say all pre-Arab, uh, pre-Islam Arabs were some kind of uh, barbarian nutcases. So please, Forgive me, I take it back. Carry on with the video. Yeah. Once Islam came, it united them in a way. Yeah. And imagine they came out from this little chaotic warring tribes and conquered Persia and Rome. Yeah, defeated the two greatest empires of the time. And you know the amazing thing about Islam as well, if you look through the ages, when people invaded Muslim lands, the invaders become Muslim. So, you know, the, the, the greatest example is the Mongols, you know, the Genghis Khan. You, you know the history of Genghis Khan? Mm -mm. 
So basically, you know, the Mongols, they came out of the east and they ravaged everywhere. When they settled, they became Muslims. So it, it's like, um, this is an amazing thing, because usually when you conquer a place, you force your religion on that place. But with Islam, yeah. the invaders would embrace Islam, if you like. So, um, yeah. so this, but got this, sorry, I've digressed a little bit. But what I'm saying to you is this, uh, Lauren, if you're seeking God, the only man in history ever said he was a messenger sent by God to you was Muhammad. Nobody else. And you can tell your pastor this, you can tell your cousin this. And you can tell your mum and dad this. And when your mum and dad... Is that your mum? No, I'm at, um, like, a place uptown. It was just someone, I don't think they knew someone was in here, but... Oh, okay, okay. Where, where are you? They were knocking on the door, I don't know. It's just somewhere uptown. Okay. It's just like, we have, like, private conference rooms in, like, this one building. So, okay, okay, subhanAllah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> when your mom and dad says things like, oh, we're not going to see you in heaven. Just say, so how are yeah. you going to die a Christian? How do you know you, when you die, you're not going to be a Muslim? Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm serious. They, they don't know. Yeah. They don't know where they're going to be. Because you should say to them, look, according to the Bible, you're not supposed to boast. Yeah? How, how do you know that? There's, yes. there's a, if you read the, in James. Because, you know, we Muslims, we don't say, oh, we're going to heaven. We, say, we hope we're going to go to heaven. Uh-huh. We, we hope the way we what we're following, we're, we're following what we're told, and uh, inshallah we do our best. And if Allah accepts that, Alhamdulillah, you get me? Yeah. Um, because we don't know, we don't know the state of what we're going to be when we die. This is why it makes me laugh about Christians because they say, "Oh yeah, we're guaranteed heaven," um, but don't you have to be a Christian oh, to guaranteed? And you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> but if you leave Christianity, then what? That means you're not guaranteed heaven, yeah." But then yeah. Christianity, Christianity. So what happens? They were guaranteed heaven. Now they're not guaranteed heaven. Do you know what I mean? And the amazing thing is, I don't know if you've heard about Calvinism. That's crazy Christianity, man. Hmm. Have you heard of Calvinism? No, I have not. So Calvinism is so bad, right? So Adam sinned. You're being punished for Adam sinning. Unless hmm. God selects you to be a Christian, yeah, you can't, you've got no way of escaping that sin. So you've been punished for a crime you didn't do and you've been given no way to get out of that punishment. That's kind of that, rough. Unless God chooses you. <laughs> yeah, I would not like to be part of that religion. That's for sure. Everything. That's Christianity. Just a version of it. Yeah. So, okay. One of my other questions has been, you know, like... I'm sorry about my parents. By the way. What? I'm sorry, my answers are so long to your oh, no, question. That's why yeah, I, I recorded this, so you can. Um, I'll send you a copy of it, like I said, so you mm-hmm. can play it back and you can hear the, the answers. But go on. Perfect. But um, so one of my other like bigger questions was, you know, but um, so one of my other like bigger questions was, you know, my parents are Christians. They are very good people. You know, they've done amazing things, you know, for, like, the community and everything. And they're just respectable human beings. Um, however, like, you know, if Islam, you know, is, like, the true religion, um, and they have done, like, good things, will they get, you know, like, a... How do I want to say that? 
No, like, would they be accepted? Like, as long as they are good people? Because I know it's, like, not something they've, like, really been introduced to. But then again, they're not, like, open-minded, and then they're, like, under, like, the Trinity, so that's, like, not very good. <laughs> so it's just, like... Right. That, no, it's a good question. It's... You're basically saying your mom, your mom and dad are good people. Um, yeah, yeah. So will they be rewarded for all, all this good, good charity they do and kind deeds and things like that? Okay. Mm-hmm. The best, the best thing I would say to that is obviously Allah knows best, but yeah. we don't believe being good to the people can make up for disrespecting God and of disobeying his messengers and avoiding his messages and slandering his messages and ignoring his messages and slandering the message. We don't think you can do that. And at the same time, we don't think you can um, yeah. praise God, worship God, follow God and then disrespect the people. Yeah, we don't believe that either. So it, it, you've got to be kind and to the people. But at the same time, the one who's more mm-hmm. worthy of your attention, your praise, is God. And if yeah. God sends a messenger and you choose to ignore that messenger because it, you don't like what it's saying, you're actually mm-hmm. ignoring God and rejecting God at that point. And then when, when people say, oh, I'm a good person, this, that, the other. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, who said you're a good person? Who said what you're doing is good? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because God, I mean, is the God is the standard. What would you say then for like a person who's never even like been exposed? I mean, I know you can't like speak on behalf. Like I know where you're going or not. You know, I know you can't do that, obviously, but no mm. one can. Um, but like for a person who has like never been like truly exposed or like has no understanding or you know just hasn't been exposed to like the Islamic faith. Let, let's say an estimate. Like how would what let's use an eskimo as an example so some guy living in the arctic in his igloo catching fish Uh never heard of the quran never heard of muhammad never heard of any religion yeah his religion is worshiping the ice (laughs) the ice god or something i don't know yeah okay i'll give give you a kind of extreme example so what will happen to that person is that is that your question yeah pretty much Okay. First of all, we believe as Muslims that you can only be held accountable for what you knew mm-hmm. or, or what you're aware of. So you can't be held accountable for not believing in Allah, Muhammad's messenger, the Quran's the word of Allah, all of these things. If you never heard of these things or never had the opportunity to um, get a chance to learn mm-hmm. about these things. Also, and this is a little bit more controversial when I say this, you might have heard of Islam, but the version of Islam you're hearing is not the truth. So you might have heard this religion of Islam, um, you know, Muslims might have been acting in a terrible manner and that you're put off completely by it because of the actions of Muslims. And for this reason, you don't want nothing to yeah. do with Islam. You've seen how these Muslims are behaving. That's not mm. on you either. Yeah, that's not on you either. Because it's when the word comes to you in a manner, in your language, and you still choose to reject it over your vain desires. This is the point. So we believe there's somewhere called Al-Araf. And Al-Araf is for the people, it's for a few different sets of people. For one thing, it's for the people like the Eskimo or like the one who never heard about Islam, maybe, you know, the native Red Indian or something or whomever. The the, the, the peasant working in the fields in England during the Crusades and yeah. all, he, you know what I'm saying? He had no, he had no, he didn't even have control over his own life to, to say, oh, you know, Christians were killing each other. Forget, yeah. you know, I want to be a Muslim. You know what I mean? So it's like, so 
there's yeah, a place yeah, called yeah. Al-Araf. Yeah. Now, they, so they're one set of people who will go to Al-Araf. Okay. Another set of people who will go to Al-Araf are children who die before the age of reason. So who, who die before puberty, if you like. No matter what their parents believe. Their parents could be Hindus in uh, Delhi. Uh, they, they could be Christians from Texas. They, they, they could be Buddhists from Tibet. It don't matter. The child is not held accountable for the religion of its parents. And because a child before the age of reasoning doesn't have the choice to see what's true and what's not true, they're brought up in a cultural environment and that's that. Okay, they will go to Al-Araf, yeah? And then there's another set of people who will go to Al-Araf are those who are mentally insane, who, who have no faculty over their beliefs or, or, or their thoughts or their ideas. They're basically mentally gone, yeah? Mentally incapacitated. They will go to Al-Araf. Now, I know you're thinking, what is Al-Araf? <laughs> right. So Al-Araf is a place mm -hmm. where they will go to be tested whether they would obey God or not. If they did have the faculty, if they did have the reasoning, if they did hear. So, for example, I believe one of the, the tests, if I'm not wrong, don't quote me on this one, yeah? Let me, you know what? I've been doing this all along, so I'm, I'm going <laughs> to something, something authentic. But you see the justice in this. You see the justice yeah. that... Yeah. If you've not heard about it, you can't be held accountable for it because you haven't heard about it. Yeah. Or you might have heard about it, but it's... Otherwise, I'd be unfair. Say <laughs> it again. I said, otherwise, that would be very unfair. Of course it would. See, now I could reverse the question and say, well, what happens to the people who never heard of Jesus or the people who lived before Jesus? If you have to believe Jesus died for your sins, the only way you've been forgiven, what happens to the people who lived before mm -hmm. Jesus? Or the people who lived in China? When Jesus is walking the earth, what yeah. happens to them? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The Christians have no response to that. They just say, oh, the cross works forwards and backwards. What the hell does that mean? Well, that means you don't have to believe then. So if the, if the cross works backwards, you're telling me people who lived before Jesus existed, the cross yeah. can save them even though they never believed. What the hell is that? Mm. How does that make any sense? Well, this is the problem. You see, there's so many problems you encounter with this idea that only Jesus can redeem man from his sin. You get me? And yeah. especially prior, prior to Jesus, all the prophets came in Iraq and all that kind of area. What, what chance has Sweden got? Would it be Vikings? <laughs> and Odin and Thor, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would it be fair for God to, uh, to burn these people in hell because they were worshipping Odin and Thor when God never sent a messenger to them? How would that, make, how would that be fair? Um, right, uh... I'll find out the exact uh, with it, please. I'll, I'll find it for you. So, but basically, what it is, it's just a case of these people will be tested by God to see whether or not they would have obeyed if they had the faculty or the reasoning or the understanding or the opportunity to obey or not. So mm -hmm. that, that that'll be reserved for them. So I, I I'll give you an example. My grandfather passed away. Um, he's living in a, a council estate in um, here in England. He never heard. He would never have heard of Islam the way I heard Islam. He would have heard of this kind of crazy terrorist style Islam back from the days of the Ayatollahs and Iran and all this stuff. He so he would never have heard the message of Islam the way I heard it, like I said, or the way I would have presented it. Mm. So I truly don't believe he's just going to go to hell just because he wasn't a Muslim. Mm. I, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I believe that. Um, he, he could well be 
tested in that in that Al-Araf. I want to find you the, the proper source for that, though, so I'll send that to you later. But here's a question. Here's a question. I consider myself a good person. Yeah? I'm kind. I give charity when I can. Um, I care about people. All right. What's Jesus going to do to me, my wife, and my children when he returns? Uh, according, according to the Bible. Kill us all. I mean, didn't doesn't that all like those who disbelieve like pretty much go to hell? Say it again. Isn't it doesn't like the Bible say that like when like the second coming of Christ, you know, when you know Jesus comes again and like those who you know are aware like disbelieve, you know, especially Yes, yeah, so like, let's say Jesus returns. Jesus returns. Yeah. I don't believe, yeah. I don't believe don't Jesus. Christ, that he died for our sins. Like, you believe yeah. in Jesus Christ, but, like, not in the way that he, like, died for all of our sins, and, you know. Uh, doesn't it say something about, like, how we'll be, like, punished for that? It'll kill us all. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good punishment. <laughs> It'll kill us all. Lauren, if you don't believe Jesus died for your sins, Jesus is going to kill you when he comes back. And that's, see, that's more instilling fear, because I know, I will say, I, I forgot to say it earlier, because I, my cousin, so you know the app TikTok? <laughs> this is so funny to bring up. I've got you do know that TikTok? Okay. Know that. You know TikTok? I, I've got 12,000 followers on TikTok. Oh. <laughs> I do and, not and know I, that. <laughs> but I'll say this to you, yeah, Lauren. I'm not going M to the B, M to the B, or anything like that. I don't do any dancing or no nothing. I, <laughs> I, I, I refuse. Yeah, I don't do any of the trends. I just basically, yeah. all I've been doing so far is just attacking atheism. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, you should, you should, put, are you on TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I expect I'm dancing. I like doing that. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, you'll come out of that. Um, let me just tell you what my, well, find me on TikTok. I want to see. Yeah, 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 yeah. One second. Um, okay. Oh, wow. I, I, it's amazing, right? I've not really done anything on TikTok for about two weeks, yeah? And I, I, I might pick it up 100 followers a day. <laughs> it was this crazy algorithm though you know that to try and get people to um watch you and like and stuff all right so uh um, yeah see if you can find me uh hamza's den all right i'll look for that later but i was gonna say okay so my my cousin you know she... go on oh okay yeah yeah it's just so you can you that's can... all the words that are technically behind you on like the green screen <laughs> Oh my, that's your TikTok name. Oh my god, I didn't even notice that. Oh yeah, you can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I never even noticed that. Oh my gosh. Wow. But anyway, because I know she used to be on TikTok like a ton, right? And then I know there was a period of time just because, you know, it is 2020 and you know how like the Bible says, you know, like when the second coming of Christ you know, occurs, you know, there's going to be like disease, earthquakes, fires, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of people have been like receiving like, you know, 2020 is like, especially like the beginning, like, oh my gosh, Christ is going to come soon. So I think that Christianity, um, in terms of like, you have to believe in Jesus. Otherwise when, when, when he comes, you're, you're dead. You know, I think it's instilled a lot of fear in her where it's literally made her like slightly mentally unstable. I'm not even, I'm not trying to be rude. Really? Like, no, yeah, no, no, I know. My true belief because she'd show me TikToks and she'd be like, Lauren, like, you know, and she literally has said to me, you know, like 
Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. You need to believe in God. Where it's like a fear base. I'm like, I understand and I love that, you know, you're becoming involved in a faith. I think it, you know, holds some great structure for your life. But when it's purely out of fear, and I know I've been there, like, what was it, 2012, when people were predicting the world was going to end? I, like, walked around all day with my Bible in my hand. I was like, oh, you know, like, so scared. But I feel like, you know, if you have, like... In 1999, the millennium, everything's going to stop. The banks are going to crash, and the computers are not going to be able to handle it, and society's going to melt down. No. Just old land yeah. rang out. Nah. But, but I outside. feel like Sorry. when the Bible, you know, itself states that, or, you know, whatever, it's just that if you don't believe in Jesus Christ dying on the cross for you and you're going to get killed, I mean, obviously people are going to want to be like, I'm going straight to Christianity because if I'm possibly wrong, I'm going to just get killed and rot in hell. You know, like, oh my God, scary. But, but, so, the question, but the question you should ask that as a rational human being, right, is who says that Jesus is going to kill me? Oh, it says here in the New Testament. All right, why should I believe what that says? Especially if other things in the Bible are corrupt. No, just ask, no, just ask them, why do you believe what it says? <laughs> oh, they believe it's the word of God. Why do you believe it's the word of God? And just unravel it. And they say, well, look, you've got no foundation to think that thing is true. So what are you going on about? Now, look at the perspective. So in Christianity, Jesus comes. He's going to kill everyone who's not a Christian. I don't know how he's going to deal with the different denominations of Christianity. Which, who is a Christian? So, for example, the Protestant Christians say the Catholics are not Christian. Yeah, the Catholics no. are not Christians. The biggest, biggest denomination of Christians in the world are the Catholics. And the Protestants say they're not even Catholic. And the amazing thing is if you read the, uh, the Bible, what does Jesus say about those who are prophesying in his name? Um, uh, expelling demons in his name and curing the sick in his name. What does Jesus say to them when they come to him? Hold on, I'm writing. Huh? Hold on, I'm writing. Oh, sorry. If you want me to re reiterate anything, let me know. Um, I can send you links and whatever, or I can rephrase right. what I've said. Yeah, you're good. I'm going to send you this video anyway. So you can, um, you can go through it. So what does Jesus say according in the New Testament when the people come up to him and said, Lord, Lord, we exercise demons in your name. We cured the sick in your name and we, you know, we prophesize in your name. So these are the Christians. Yeah. Because the yeah. Muslims are not going to go to Jesus and say that. No. The only people who go up to Jesus and say, we did this in your name. We did that in your name. We did that in your name. What was Jesus's response to that? I honestly have no clue. What? Are we supposed? Shall I, shall I read it for you? Supposed to? Didn't he say like somewhere in the Bible like don't do things in my name but like under like God? Because huh? he he said like don't worship me. You know like I was only sent here. You know. Listen, listen to what Jesus says. Right, one second. You'll mm -hmm. you'll like this particular quote. Um, um, listen to this. Yeah. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my father in heaven. Yeah. Many will say to me that day, Lord, Lord, we have not prophesied in your name. Oh, we have not. Oh, no. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Done many wonders in your name and cast out demons in your name. And then Jesus will declare, I never knew you. 
depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Christian. I've been standing on the street corner prophesizing in your name. What's the verse you're just reading? Uh, that verse was uh, Matthew. Not that um, I like quoting from the Bible, but Matthew 7, 21, 23. So, so here Jesus is saying, just because you prophesize in my name and you cast out demons in my name and you cure the sick in my name, I never yeah. knew you guys. Yeah? yeah? Get away from me. Get away from me. <laughs> so now what, what's going on here? I thought Jesus was white this. Right. Now look at the difference. What's going to happen to the people like your mum and dad and your cousin when Jesus returns and they're not Muslim? What's Jesus going to do? They're not Muslim. I mean, then, I mean, I guess they would be saved. But then again, if Jesus doesn't know them, it's like, how are, how is he supposed to know who to kill or not? Okay. Jesus isn't going to kill your mum and dad or your cousin for not being a Muslim. Yeah. What will happen is when Jesus returns, he's going to show the Christians that he's not what they think he is. He's going to say, look, I'm not, I'm not God. I'm not co-equal to God. I'm just a messenger of God. Yeah. So what you're believing in as this Christianity thing, this is not true. And they will become Muslim at that point. Mm. But then what will happen then is uh, the Jews who have been rejecting Jesus anyway, will they will they will already have accepted their Messiah, the Antichrist, prior to Jesus's coming. So before Jesus comes, the Antichrist comes. This is the Messiah that the Jews believe is their Messiah. And you know, all these atheists that ask for miracles, or want to see the rain grow, uh, rainfall, make a rainbow, raise the dead. The Antichrist is going to do these things. And so the people are going to, you know, the atheist who wants evidence, there's your evidence. Now what? You know, the Antichrist is going to kill somebody, raise them alive again. And you're an atheist now. And you've been asking for empirical, observable, testable evidence. But there it is now. So these are the people that are going to flock to the Antichrist because he's going to pretend to be God. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. So the, so this is, this, is, this is a massive trap for the atheists now because they wanted empirical evidence. They're going to see it. Now what are you going to do? But then, and then after that, when Jesus comes, he's going to slay the Antichrist. And that, that's when Armageddon, that's when the, the war of the, the Antichrist and um, the Christ will happen. And yeah. then after that, Jesus will rule. There'll be peace. Fantastic. But look at the difference. When Jesus comes according to Christianity, he's going to kill me and all my family. Uh, when Jesus comes um, from an Islamic perspective, he's going to teach you the truth. Yeah. SubhanAllah. There's a pretty big difference there. <laughs> There's a pretty big difference there. Yeah. And then what happens is you start realizing then, well, when you look in the Old Testament, you look what God says to do with this city and that city and kill these women and kill these children and kill this and kill that. Kind of, kind of marries up. Well, that kind of makes sense now. Yeah. Because you know the beautiful verse that the, the Christians love to use where it says, dust the sand from your, just the, brush the sand from your sandals and walk away. Uh -huh. have, you, have you heard this? So if you're trying to preach the word of God and the people are not listening to you, don't worry about them. Just, just brush the, the, the dust from your feet and walk away. And it's like, well, we don't need to convince you. If you're not going to listen, I'll go tell somebody else. 
Yeah. But, but what Jesus says is this, if the people don't listen to you, brush the dust from your sandal and walk away. For the fate of that city, what's going to happen to it? Um, and nothing compares to what's going to happen to that. So it's like, basically, don't worry. Brush, it's like this. Brush the sand from your feet and walk away. Because I'm going to burn that city to the ground, mate. <laughs> like, what? So uh, this is if you believe the New Testament is true, by the way. Obviously, I don't. But when you're speaking to Christians, you, you're, you're coming from their worldview. And, and their worldview is the Christianity and the Bible is true. And so you can't escape it. And if you want to believe in the Trinity, then you have to believe that Jesus is in the Old Testament killing everyone. Where's the love? Next. What, what, what question did you ask? Very loving, does it? <laughs> no, but this is, this, is why I, this is why for me, Islam just makes total sense. Yeah. It, it's total fairness. Uh, if you didn't hear the message, it's not your problem. Yeah. yeah. It's like, as a Christian, you know, I'm like raised up to be like, oh, you know, love everybody, accept everybody and everything. However, when it's like, you know, when you like truly pay like closer attention, especially like when it comes in terms of, you know, like the second coming of Christ, you know, and like kill them all, you know, and the whole brushing the sand off your sandals, I'm like, no. This sounds quite nice. Yeah, don't worry about them. And then it's in their mind. Because I'm going to basically burn yeah. the city to the ground. But don't worry about it. <laughs> if they don't listen to you, if they mock you, don't worry. Don't walk away. Walk away. Don't worry. I'm going to deal with them. Now, when you hear these two narratives, which one sounds like the, you know, the Islam you've heard of from the news and Trump and all this? I know he Trump's your boy. But what I'm saying is. Not entirely. He is he has said some terrible things, but coming from a farming family in Midwestern Iowa. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I like his frankness. But yeah. I, I just think he's a little bit stupid. But I like yeah. I like the way he he reminds me of me. He'll say something, he'll say something irregardless of the consequence, if he feels that thing is true or if he thinks that's right. But right now I think he's being a little bit um a sore loser. To be honest, but yeah, I'm excited scholars... to see what Biden's table though. Well, Biden's sleazy Joe, man. Uh, you, you, you know, you, you know, you know, you're a presidential election. You know what it is. You know what it was like when it's time for you to what? vote. Um, do you want me to punch you with my left hand or punch you with my right hand? Wait, I'm going to punch you in the face, but what do you want? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because. Sleazy Joe and all that old senile guy. Do you know what I mean? Or you got Trump crazy, Twitter mad. They're both not very good options. Well, this is, this is democracy for you. This is what happens when you um, you trust man to, to set your standards of right and wrong, and good and bad. You know what I mean? This is why, alhamdulillah, as Muslims, we have objective standard, which is God. which ha And God has no vested interest in whether... So, for example... Let's say everybody disobeys God, doesn't uh, completely disobeys him, does their own thing. Will that be detrimental to God? Will God lose anything? No. The people no. will. Right. If everybody worshipped God and everyone was Muslim and everyone prayed five times a day and everyone... Uh, kept the fast and everyone followed all the teachings of Islam about abolished alcohol and drugs and all this kind of stuff. Will God benefit? I mean, no, not really. No. That's what people are supposed to do, you know. 
Well, here's no. So here's the thing: you see, you cannot benefit God, nor can you cause harm to God. So you can benefit yourself. Of disobeying God has no effect on God, but it has an effect on you. Mm-hmm. So if you follow the guidance of God, you're going to benefit in your life. If you go against the guidance of God, you could potentially suffer in your life. And so, so when you have a standard set by God, with no vested interest, yeah, then you know it's a standard that you can measure everyone against. Whereas if Donald Trump is your standard of right and wrong and good and bad, yeah, then that's a subjective standard based upon the interests of Donald Trump. What he thinks will benefit, he, he, he will say is a good thing to do. And what he thinks will harm, he'll say it's a bad thing to do. But then mm-hmm. Biden will say the opposite. And then Boris will say something else. We got our own Trump, don't worry. We got Boris, man, buffling, Boris. You know what I mean? We got our own guy to, to deal with here. Kazakhstan has Borat. Huh? Kazakhstan has Borat. Yeah, exactly. So it's like everyone has their thing, but every all world leaders basically do things to suit their interests. And so it's skewed board because they're not doing things because they care about you and they want the best for you. They want the best for them. So if they'll set the board to what's morally correct will benefit them and what's morally bankrupt will um Will, will harm them so that and that's how they'll do it you know what i mean mm-hmm. next question any more no that's that's honestly like all of my questions like my big questions and everything yeah okay because i know even like some of my other questions i had like you touched on them while explaining like another you know okay okay yeah so so, so then what do you believe with regards Muhammad and uh, such? Um, I definitely have more reason to question, you know, Christianity. And I think it'll be really interesting for me, you know, to go talk to my pastor now and see what he has to say. Because I know my parents are like, oh, my gosh, my daughter's like getting super invested in like, no, Islam or whatever. Like, no, we have to convert her back. She has to go talk to the pastor. <laughs> And I'm like, when are, you, when are you talking to him? Um, I still need to set up a time because I was supposed to like a couple weeks ago, but I work like every single day and then I have like practice. Wow. But I'm a pretty busy person, but I'm try- I definitely need to find a time because, yeah. No, because I'd, I'd like, like I said, I know you said that last time. When was the last time you said you were going to do that? Let me remind myself. Because you was going to go speak to your pastor. It was a while ago. Because I don't want you to delay if you if if you believe Islam is true, you see. Story will be interesting, especially because I think there's some big questions I don't know how my pastor could even answer, and I think it'll definitely you know if I see a certain reaction from my pastor, you know, I, I feel like I'll be like, oh okay. <laughs> well, he's he's gonna probably attack Islam. Well, yeah, probably. Because he said, he even told me, we had him over for dinner once. Um, my mom, like, I swear, idolizes this man. <laughs> but, um, which I know, don't have your idols or whatever, you know, but. No, no, anyway. no, 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 don't worry, don't worry. People can be, uh, yeah, be inspired and such, no problem. Yeah, but we, we had him over for dinner once, and I, I, t- I told him, you know, my boyfriend, you know, he's Muslim, and I'm like, what would you have to say to that? And he's like, well, if, you know, if. If you were my daughter, 
I would want you to try to convert him or, you know, I wouldn't want you to ever marry him or date him or anything. I'm like, that's like the worst thing to say. And he's like, if you were my daughter, like, that's what he would, like, that's his perception. But I'm like, you know, Sugarillo is like the most humble and like amazing person I've ever met. And that's what has truly inspired me as well. Um, because he is so religious and, you know, it, it's, it's evident just in who he is, a, who he is as a person. And, you know, seeing when I saw, you know, all of the things in the media, like, oh, terrorist, terrorist. And then you meet like a Muslim who truly understands and is devoted. And you're like, these don't match up. You know, that, that was like the biggest kicker for me. So I don't know. It's, it's. Yeah. See, see, here's the thing as well. Um, if you're looking into what's true, I mean, the, the Muslim influence that's come into your life, obviously, it's made you want to understand what Islam is. Mm -hmm. But don't make that your focus. So if, if you're not going to be with this geezer, don't think, oh, this is the reason I'm going to become Muslim because I want to be with this guy. This, this is just your path for me and myself. That's it. I, yeah. I always say that to people because when you do things for people and then those people let you down, you kind of want to harm those it's people emotionally. Yes, you, you know what you should do? You should say to your mum, I'm, I'm ready for the pastor, can we invite him for dinner? <laughs> and you know why? I you can ask, my you can ask these questions. Huh? I don't know if I could ever have my parents there because they would throw a fit. Your parents? I think so, because they'd be like, oh, you're disrespecting the pastor, even if they're just questions and like never like being rude to him or anything. But I don't know. It's, well, look, if they think you need this kind of intervention, yeah, this pastor yeah. intervention, just say, well, look, you know, um, I'm willing to hear the pastor. Um, so if you want to invite him over, no problem at all. But yeah. just be aware, I am going to ask him questions about what we believe, because you can't say just because you were born in a certain place, brought up in a certain way, that means... But you, you can't question. Yeah. Yeah. The, the you can't question. Trying. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and, and what, Christianity is so weak that you can't question it? God can't defend himself. The Bible can't defend itself. Jesus can't defend himself in this way. Do you know what I mean? So um, I think you should do that. All right. Oh, to say to your mum, look, you know, I've been thinking about what you've been saying, and I think it'll be good for me, especially in my research that I've been doing and such. Um, mm -hmm. Let's invite Pastor, what's his name, Pastor? What? Oh, no, don't worry, do his name. Pastor oh, Tim. Pastor Tim. Invite Pastor yeah. Tim over, um, cook him his best meal, you know, I know you like you like him, so make him something nice. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, she'll be excited that Pastor's coming, you know, her inspiration. And the thing is, you see, you don't know what effect it will have on your parents when they're watching Wolf Hitting. Like, what's going on here? Mm. Pastor Tim, the, the guy who christened Lauren, and all of a sudden she's teaching him about his religion. Wow. You don't know what impact that will have. Yeah. You don't have to do it in a derogatory manner and you don't have to do it in my slappy style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just have some key points or one key point. You don't have to hit him left, right, and center and knock him bandy. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. choose one of the points right drill it down to its core and stay on that point so for me just start with the idea about the um you know that we've been doing on the streams about the authorship of the gospels why do you just asking why do you believe it's reliable yeah don't attack it let just him unravel yeah 
Yeah. Cool. I can see you're on this journey, so I'm not going to push Islam right now. Yeah. Um, we can do this again, inshallah. Um, mm -hmm. And what I want to do, I do want to send you a Quran, if, if that's okay with you. Is, sure. it, is it safe to send the Quran to your house? Or, or is there anywhere? Yeah, it's fine. You sure? No, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, sending you Qurans! You know what I mean? I mean Islam doesn't open up packages for one. She already knows that I'm reading the one from the library. And nothing's happened to it, so... Okay, alhamdulillah. The other thing I was going to suggest, um, you, you must have seen the movie Ten Commandments and uh, King of Kings and all that business, isn't it? Mm -hmm. so basically, you know the Bible story, King of Kings and Ten Commandments, the story of Moses. Have you not seen them? I haven't seen like the actual like shows, but you know. Then, well, I'm going to send you a link to a movie called The Message. Mm -hmm. And and this uh, movie is basically the story of Islam. From the time of revelation to uh, the, to the death of the prophet, Sallallahu So, and it's based upon historical uh, information. And just watch it, and just imagine it, and and just see it, and just you know that question: Is, is this guy telling the truth? Is he crazy? Or whatever. Watch this movie and, and just say to yourself, Nah. Just uh, ask yourself: is, Does this does seem like genuine, or does it seem like a charade, or making it up, or whatever? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a long movie, so you, you might want to watch it in a couple of shows. You know what I mean? I don't uh, have too much time, but I can find time for sure. <laughs> now, the other thing I was going to say: This video has been very, very fruitful, I believe, um, and I think we've covered a lot of topics that would be of interest to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, questions that other people um, may have had themselves. Mm -hmm. um do you have a problem with me sharing this video um honestly no i do not have a problem are you sure yeah yeah if it benefits you know other people too because well, I, mean, I, I believe if people see this video honestly and they're honest like yourself and they might be christians themselves and they're watching it and they're hearing these responses and they'll be learning things about islam and christianity and questioning their own things you don't know who is going to inspire and who is going to guide yeah exactly yeah, so that'd be really cool if you don't mind me doing that, yeah? No, that's fine, because I know just, like, as a Christian, you know, like, even if you are, like, a true Christian and everything, and it's still nice to hear and understand different, you know, views and opinions and get, like, some new percept like perspectives on things, so I think it can benefit, you know, all people. Oh, that's brilliant, because like I say to you, this is all education purposes. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 remember... <laughs> When it comes to truth, we're going to have two sets of realities here. Mm -hmm. And there is going to come a point, Lauren, where you're going to actually going to have to let one go. Yeah. Because if Islam is true, Christianity is not. If Christianity is true, Islam is not. Yeah. Um, so I know. And, and you know what? It's amazing, subhanAllah, because you're so young. Um, and, but you have this zeal for the, the truth as well. Do you know what I mean? Because people have said, oh, yeah, well, I don't like entirely you know like worth it like spend my life when i i truly don't know if that's like right and you know even if i don't you know revert or anything but you know the the ability for me to be able to become educated yeah, um different things is you know amazing as well but, but, but what i would say though about reverting and converting whatever way you want to say it if you do find yourself believing this, this thing is the truth, mm -hmm. don't be afraid of it. 
That's all, that's all I would say. Yeah. Inshallah. All right, Lauren, I'm, I'm looking forward to part two. I really, really yeah. am. Next um, time, next time, next time will be interesting because we'll have my pastor's quotations as well. I'll see if well, I can record that as well. I think that would that'd be brilliant. That, that yeah. would be fantastic. I mean, I don't want to go so far and say, let's do one with your pastor on here because that might be a bit too much. Because, you know, I don't want to corner a cat. So, you know, let you do it nicely. Yeah. Um, if you can record it, brilliant. Honestly, absolutely fantastic. Um, and then, because then I can hear his points. Um, and yeah, if he wants to come against Islam, it doesn't, it's not a problem. If he wants to challenge yeah. the ideas of Muhammad, of the Quran, of this idea that how can Jesus be a Muslim, all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. No problem. Because like, like I said to you, um, if, if you watch this video back and you see it, you're going to say to yourself, this makes so much sense. It really, really does. All right, Lauren, I'm going to let you go. You're wrestling, isn't it, you said? Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. and, and, about an hour's time, if I'm not wrong. But yeah. So it's nearly 5.30 there now, yeah? Yeah, almost. Yeah, so here, here it's like 20, 20 past 11. So it must be 20, 20 past 5 there, isn't it? About bedtime then. <laughs> yeah. Is that how long we've been talking? One hour and forty-seven. Yeah, not too bad. It's not all right. It's all right. Not like my five-hour streams. And I, I, you are a subscriber on Hamza's Den, isn't it? Because I know I took you yeah. off um, EFDAO. Have you subscribed to Hamza's Den? I think on so. I'll double check, but uh, you, 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 you should be getting the notifications. So please, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. 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 I'll double all check right. too. All right, yeah. Lauren, so, yep, look forward to hearing from you. Um, and it's been lovely chatting to you. And yeah, you remember, so Trump can't go to the White House because it's for Biden. <laughs> that is yeah. true. That's not February, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> take, take care, Lauren. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good yeah, one. Lauren.